eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hello, and we are Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak for week 17 of the NFL season. And the Saints are opening the new year in Philadelphia. Do you have cheesesteaks ready for game day, Jeff? No, I'm not a Philadelphia cheesesteak fan. No? Um, Yeah, I think it's just like I don't do the fake cheese thing. Okay. Um, Actually, I, I've gotten it with like a chicken instead of cheesesteak. Like, yeah. And I found that I like that better. I'm more of a chicken guy. I don't like mystery meat. I've never been a mystery meat guy. You know, I get it. It's like your thing. It's meh. Yeah, I, but it's like sliced ribeye or sirloin. I guess. But I do want to talk about the fact that you began this podcast like you were answering a phone call from your mom. <laughs> You're like, hello. I time with my mom. It's me again. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Yeah, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller, and we will be talking with Dave Spadaro, host of the Eagles Insider Podcast. Give us the lowdown on what to expect from the Eagles, even though it's a team that we know so well because every year the Saints go out to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I don't get it. Um, They have the same experience with the 49ers, but the 49ers usually come here. This year the Saints actually had to go out there. But it's like the Eagles and the 49ers Saints play them every year. I don't know why. just happens. And so we'll get into that. But we're also going to get into the injury report. That'll be next segment. We're going to dive into all the updates, some interesting Alvin Kamara news or not news, whatever you want to call it. But first, this first segment, we need to go through the rumor mill on Uh, Sean Payton, the Sean Payton news. 
and it's some new it's news it's it's not really news it's just like it's just a thing that we're bored about talking about nothing so we're talking about Sean Payton and Tom Brady potentially coming to the Saints but Pro Football Talk put out a report saying it's quote unquote the worst kept secret in the NFL and that's not even the first time they've used that phrasing so they need to stop just like repeating what they're hearing word for word but hey you know it's a thing and it, it could happen you know it's almost like I'm hearing an echo do we get like the little harp music where it goes like you're going back in time? Yeah, what is that like the like the like the uh, dream sequence? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, right. So uh, what what Steve is referring to is earlier this month, I think December eighth or whatever, whatever podcast it was. I went on like a ten minute rant about how the only way Sean Payton coming back to the states makes any sense is if he brings Tom Brady. And rather than just going through it again, here here's that. We'll just have some fun. What, who's who's his quarterback next year? Well, so, okay, here we go. There are scenarios where I could see him coming back. One is, <laughs> A, the Chargers, who I think are really the one team that I, I think have the assets and the need for a head coach with a quarterback that they think is the future. In, it seems I don't like think a that perfect about Arizona. Fit. I don't think that about Las Vegas. I don't think that about Dallas. I mean, maybe Dallas, but I don't think they're going to fire McCarthy. I don't think that about Carolina. But, you know, if the Chargers come in and say, hey, OK, we're two first round picks. You're like, even if Sean did want to come back, you'd be like, sorry, we want the picks and send it. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think that him wanting to come back would 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 sway the franchise away from being like, oh, we can get a freaking ransom for this guy. Yeah. Sean, go hang out in San Diego with Justin Herbert. All right. So, like, if that happens, I don't know. I think it might be off the table. But there's one thing that I know to be true is if Drew Brees had retired in 2019. Right. Tom Brady would be would have been the quarterback for the Saints in 2020. It's wild. Drew Brees didn't retire. Tom nope. Brady went and coached the Bucs. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. went and played for the Bucs. And, and there you go. go. Tom Brady is a free agent this year, and he just got divorced. He's not quitting football now. He's going to play until he's 50. He's going to try to prove a point. So where is he going to go? Well, he wanted to go to Miami to, to, to hang out with Sean. That's not going to happen now. They're not firing this guy. Mike McDaniel has been excellent. Two has been great, right? So that's off the table. So are the Bucs going to hire Sean Payton? I doubt they're going to try to trade for him, right? If you're the Bucs and Tom Brady really wants Sean Payton and they're like, we'll get rid of Todd Bowles, but do we really want to give out first-round picks to a division rival? No, that's not going to happen. Right. So if they wanted to team up, it would have to be somewhere else. Maybe Carolina? Ugh. Again, another division rival would have to trade for him, right? So you kind of look at it. It's like, well, what if these teams won't make that trade? And where where would it make sense? Well, the Saints are currently starting Andy Dalton. It's not like, you know, this isn't a situation where you're like, wow, I know, you know, they're not starting Jameis Winston. So if it ends up being a package deal and Tom is like, you know what, Sean, let's go hang out in New Orleans. And Sean goes to the front office and says, hey, guys, I know you're still kind of mad. That I ditched y'all, and uh, you know I know it wasn't fun having to figure out this last season. <laughs> but uh, have you ever met my friend, Mister Brady here? <laughs> and, and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that guy seems familiar. Maybe we can make this work." You know, uh, yeah, it's like you know, it's like when you get in a breakup and then you like lose fifty pounds, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, you wish you did. anyway." That's the scenario that makes sense to me. And so, yeah, it almost sounds like I spoke that into existence, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's it's the world's biggest not kept secret, or ever was Jason Jason Lockenfora was saying. No, we're not not Lockenfora. That's um, 
Oh, Florio, Florio. Mike Florio, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of Fs, Fs, Fs and Ls. Um, you know, you could, you could, I'll, get, I'll let you get away with that one. Uh, but yeah, it, it's Mike Florio. It's like every now and then he'll just put something out there that's just lazy. And I think this was that. It's like, yeah, anyone, like I, I could guess this. This is not a surprise. The fact that this is a possibility. Um, but, you know, he's going to put it out there and everyone's going to talk about it. And everyone's going to say, well, Dennis Allen is the head coach and blah, blah, blah. And uh, but yeah, here's what here's what Deuce McAllister had to say on uh, Sports Talk this week on exactly that subject. So what do you make of all these reports and rumors of Sean Payton linking up with Tom Brady and coming back to the Saints? It's the off season. <laughs> well, it's still in season, but yeah, I got you. I mean, that's when the rumors start, though. You start, you know, I start leaking stuff to kind of give you something to talk about and to think about, and, you know, you, you, you kind of put it out in the uh, universe a little bit, and so uh, there's probably there's probably some truth to it. How much, we don't really know. Um, we're talking about two, one coach that is under contract and uh, the other, you know, the other team that you're, you're rumored to, co- to come back to, they currently have a coach, and the player – He's currently uh, – he doesn't have a contract next year, but he's currently on the contract or at least for the next couple of games. So, uh, you know, there's there's probably some truth to it and probably a lot of falseness to it as well. Deuce, you know what that tells me? Got an agent working overtime. Mr. Wu is working overtime. overtime Mike. I mean, he might be he, on he, regular you know, time. He, he might be on yeah, regular. He's just on regular time. You know, <laughs> let me just drop this story. I'm going to pause that right there. Sean and Tom share an agent. His name is Yee. John Yee. Mike referred to him as Mr. Wu. <laughs> I just needed to stop and, and let us appreciate the, the majesty of, of that mistake. Listen, uh, the way my brain works, ye woo, I, I get it, Mike. It, it might have happened One to me. syllable, it's a sound, fine. Yeah, you know, exactly. One, I would, I, the only way it would have been better is if he called him Don Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. And hey, it was out. It was out last year. You know, Miami lost their. That's first right. Because of it, Miami lost their first rounder because because of it. So it's not like it's not been out before. So I mean, it's basically an agent being able to put it back out there and let people know that hey, look, this is a possibility. And oh, how about this? He can go back to his old team. You know, and they they were rumored to be partners in crime in another city. But why not New Orleans? You know, why why not New Orleans? Well, Don Yee represents both Brady and Peyton. Uh, we know who Don Yee is. We know who Don, know who Don is. Yee is, but correct. Do or you, John Mike? Wu. <laughs> 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 Mr. Wu, he's working overtime. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry. I can't. I'm just giving Mike a hard time. But yeah, so I, I agree with Deuce. Like, that's exactly what this is. This is an agent sending out lines because you're getting into. Fi- fire coach territory, fire coach o'clock, right? Black Monday or whatever. And, you know, one of the things that I think it was Fletcher Mackle uh, that that put this out, which was like silence speaks volumes. And the fact that the Saints aren't saying anything regarding this is an indicator that that they are like silently endorsing this idea. And I disagree with that because yeah. like teams aren't going to, do that mid-season. That's how you catch a tampering charge. Like you cannot acknowledge 
like reports that so-and-so player is considering leaving that team and coming to your team, right? That's the type of thing that like the Dolphins got in trouble for. And hmm. not exactly that, but like teams don't acknowledge that type of stuff. And even back channeling it in this case, I think would be detrimental. Like they don't gain anything from doing anything other than going to Dennis Allen and saying, just so you know, this is complete BS. But they want other teams to think that this is a possibility because if a team out there is seriously considering a push for Sean Payton, then you want as many teams in the running as possible. And that includes the Saints, right? Like you want them to be able to maintain that credibility in the negotiation process where they're like, well, we'll give you this. And they'll be like, well, yeah, but we can just bring him back. And that's worth more than what you're offering us. So you have to up like they're by not saying anything and by allowing this to exist, they are improving their own leverage. So like I get the idea that, well, they haven't back channeled and said no, but like also like from a from a leverage standpoint, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Now, I think they I hope I hope they have gone out of their way to reassure Dennis in this case, so he's not coaching the final two games looking over his shoulder because that's not a situation, whether you like Dennis Allen or not, it's not a situation you want to put a coach in. But I I do think it's mostly smoke. But I will still take a victory lap, the fact that I was talking about this like a month ago and everyone's finally getting onto it now. Do you think with the Peyton sweepstakes, I know obviously another name that's been out there were the Chargers. Does them just making the playoffs kind of you know, give their head coach a pass or do I've heard people saying they need to make a, a deep run, like the at least the AFC championship. It's really hard to fire a head coach after a playoff run. Yeah. Now, especially if a team that is not historically in the playoffs every year, right? Like Mike McCarthy is the most likely coach to be fired after a playoff run. And it's because of the expectations, right? Like I'm pretty sure that, um, uh, what's his name? most boring person on the planet, Jason Garrett. I'm pretty sure he got fired after a playoff run. And it was like repeatedly losing early in the playoffs and not, you have this talent laden roster and you're not getting the most out of it. Now, Justin Herbert has never been to the playoffs, right? The Chargers don't get to the playoffs every year. So just making it there is a monumental achievement in and of itself. And it is a progression forward. So that's going to make it really hard to fire Brandon Staley when all you can ask a coach to do is to improve year over year. Once you plateau, then you that's that's when you might get fired. But it's going to be really difficult for the Chargers to to drop the axe on Brandon Staley because just going just for example, if you fire Brandon Staley and then you hire somebody and suddenly you regress, then the GM looks like a moron, right? And you don't want to be no one wants to look dumb. So I think there is a scenario where the Chargers go into the first round and they get embarrassed. And they look bad doing it. And then you might open yourself up. But like if they play a competitive game or win the in the wild card round, there's no way you're firing Brandon Staley, even if you desperately want Sean Payton, because not only are you firing a coach after a successful season, which, you know, there's players in that locker room that are that are not going to take that well. You also give up assets in the process. So you hamstring yourself in terms of in terms of getting getting improving year over year, right? You're you're voluntarily risking a step back. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, and that, and if you, and you, if you eliminate the chargers from the running, that makes, that makes this, this whole Sean Payton sweepstakes a lot less sweeping, if you will. Hmm. That's something that's so, I guess it's brutal. If you're Sean in this deal, it's like, great, I get to go wherever, but you end up hurting your, the team you're going to 
because of the of what it costs to get you kind of thing. Because I got to imagine that Peyton's not just a first round pick. You know what I mean? I mean, you're talking about two first rounders, and I still would think that you would get a package of something else in there. But you're still what I'm saying is taking away future capita for the team you're going to. You're you're hurting yourself in that scenario, and it just it's I can imagine it's hard to stomach. I agree. And uh, here's what Jason Lock and Fora had to say. You know, I think I, I, there's a lot of insiders, quote unquote insiders that I hear talk and it's just like, they're talking to hear themselves talk. I'm one of them. Um, but like, he's one of those guys that I actually, like when he talks, I listen cause he's usually on point. And so here's what he had to say on sports talk earlier this week. Nothing shocks me in this league anymore. So I just start right there. I preface it with nothing shocking. Anything's possible and crazier stuff than that has certainly happened before. But I'm not sure that that is really where Sean Payton is. I'm not sure that's where Tom Brady is. There's a lot that's going to have to to play out. And frankly, like, I I mean, Mickey Loomis is a pretty pragmatic guy, you know? Like, you have this quarterback who's there forever, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You have a coach who was a part of that for a long time who hangs on a little bit longer, and then he leaves. Like, the idea that Dennis Allen or anybody else was necessarily going to set the world on fire in year one, you know? Like, I think you probably need to give that thing more than one season to really know what it is. So, again, I'm not saying it's not happening. I haven't heard that it is. I would not be shocked if Sean Payton sat this whole thing out. I well, waited till next year. But we've heard Sean Payton, this goes back to 2006, uh, he'd always reference to Bill Parcells as far as being his mentor and giving examples of his association with Bill Parcells. Then you look at his track record. Uh, you know, you look at a head coach and general manager. It's like a half a dozen teams. So, uh, and you look at Sean, okay, and this is like a head coach, general manager, not assistant. He's been assistant. We all know with the Eagles, with the Giants, and then uh, with, with Dallas. But as a head coach and in charge, look at Bill Parcells. So that's why I think that Sean would be more uh, vagabond type, yeah. uh, like like Bill Parcells in the NFL. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I just think also, like, let's be real about this scenario. And again, I'm not saying that it can't happen. But So he sits out a year, he comes back to the same place with diminished returns, right? Because right. of some of the trades they've made and stuff. Yeah. Everybody's a year older. The cap situation is just as hellacious as it was when he left. And now we're going to find a way to squeeze Tom Brady in. And he's year to year. He just did Drew Brees' tail. You know what I mean? Like he, Now, I think Tom is obviously being more effective longer. But I just don't know that that's where he's at. Think about how long it's been since Sean Payton, who at his core is a quarterback, who fancies himself an identifier, evaluator, and developer of them, and I would say he's damn good at it. Like, does he want to keep working with 45-year-old guys, 40-year-old guys? Like, even the Denver thing. Like, is his next act trying to salvage what's left of Russell Wilson, or is it trying to turn Caleb Williams into the next Andrew Luck? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, and I think, so there's two things in there that I that I disagree with. One, the cap situation is actually a lot better than it was two years ago. They're, they're like 53 million over the cap. They can get $38 million under the cap with just simple restructures. So like, you know, like if you're looking at it, I mean, two years ago, they were looking at $110 million in the hole and they had to make cuts to, to survive that. That's not the case now. And it's like, if you're, if you're not looking at it the right way, you might think that, but whatever. Two, I disagree with the fact that Sean Payton should be considered a top end quarterback evaluator and developer. When has he done that? He's done it once. And it was with Drew Brees, a guy he did not draft and had four years of, of, of development before he arrived in New Orleans. So like, look, over the 16 years, other than Drew Brees, did he develop quarterbacks? Absolutely not. They never, it's like they had like, they drafted like backups. It's not, it's like you go look at New England, right? Look at Jeremy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, right? Matt Castle, guys who started or played there and then started elsewhere. That's not the case for New Orleans. They haven't had a single player who, a quarterback who like came out of that system and is suddenly like making an impact elsewhere. That's not what they've had. So I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I agree with him in the fact that like, I don't know if I'm Sean Payton, if I just want to hitch my wagon to another 45 year old quarterback, right? I want to make my, make my way somewhere else. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. It's like, he probably could just show up with Tom Brady and and do whatever, but I don't know if that's necessarily what he's going to want to do. The only thing I, I could see Brady wanting, you know, a lot of people say, why new Orleans? Why would Brady want to come to the saints? Well, I mean, potentially Michael Thomas, Olave, Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. I mean, there's a lot of weapons at disposal that you don't have to do too much finagling to add more. I mean, obviously you got to beef up the offensive line. I think, uh, some more. You still have questions at tight end, although Jawan Johnson has been an emerging star for you. But but you know what I mean. That there's a lot of weapons already rock. built in for Brady to and Sean to come in. And I, I'm actually more open to it because the more I think is like it's just a plug and play kind of scenario. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like if Tom's just looking to win another, you know, then that's all he is right now. He's not looking to build really anything. Yeah, no, he's going to want to go to a, to a tailor-made situation that's ready to win. I'm just not sure if the Saints are that. Um, but either Defense way. The is still up there. We've seen progression these last couple of weeks, you know? Yeah, I think they're a more well-rounded team than the Bucs. The only difference is the Bucs have Tom Brady. Um, Amen, right. And they don't like they don't have an offensive line. Like, you can look at Tom and say he's having a rough season. I look at a team that has no offensive line in front of a guy who doesn't run. But the other thing that Jason said, and we can kind of end on this, is you know, it's not a guarantee that Sean Payton is coaching in the NFL next year. And if he's smart, if he's willing to be patient, and being patient would be the smart move. Because like we said, Brandon Staley's probably not getting fired this season. But he will get fired if next season they are flat or worse from where they are this year, right? And like he also mentioned, so that these evaluations of teams might be going way, way, way up. And so the salary he might be able to negotiate is going to be significantly higher. So you know, it's. I think that is something to something to keep in mind. Like everyone's just assuming that this trade's going to happen this off season, and it might, it very well might. But I could also come up with a whole lot of reasons why it would make a lot more sense for Sean and for the teams who might want to trade for him to let it play out one more season. So, you know, it's as annoying as it'll be. 
to kind of be sitting around waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting on news and have it never come. It's something that could very well happen. What if, if, if it's not Dallas either that, you know, comes calling for Sean Payton, it ends up being the Houston Texans. I know Lankin Four mentioned, you know, Houston has a dark horse, horse spot. It puts Payton back in Texas again. You know, he's got, you know, some, some roots there, at least. I know the talk's always been he wants to move out west kind of thing. But you look at the, the Texan situation, obviously, they've got that trove of picks that they they receive for the Deshaun Watson deal. And it'd just be interesting to see what kind of package they'd put together. Yeah, so if you're trying to sell Sean Payton on the Texans, the <laughs> biggest sales pitch is we have the number one overall pick in this, coming, this upcoming draft. <laughs> right, we're not getting right? rid of that one. I mean, you might, right? You might trade out of that spot if your goal – is to draft Caleb Williams next season, right? Like you might say, hey, who wants the number one pick? Give us a ton of picks, right? Give us however many picks you are willing to give us and we will trade out so that next year, because we're not going to be a dominant team without a quarterback. We're going to start Davis Webb or whoever, it doesn't matter. But then next year when we're, you know, probably not the worst team in the NFL, but maybe picking in the top five, we're going to have all these picks that we can send and go move up and get Caleb Williams, right? So like that's... That's where if you're talking about, okay, I want a blank slate with a lot of potential that I can build and I'm not going into a situation where I'm already operating at a deficit because we had to trade all these picks that we didn't have. Like like the Broncos, for example. If Denver wants to make that trade, they're going to have to send out basically everything they have left. They don't Absolutely have right. a ton to work with, but they do have a first round pick this year. They have two second round picks you know, next year. Right. And so like, but if you go do that and if you take over and, and uh, do, and as like, and said, try to salvage whatever's left of Russell Wilson's career, you're doing that at a deficit. You're doing that without draft picks to build. And you're doing that without a ton of money and like, you know, in the coffers because you're paying an insane amount to Russell Wilson. So like if your goal is to develop and maintain a competitive roster for the next five, 10 years, that's not where you'd go. If your goal is to try to win a Super Bowl in the next three years, maybe, because you need a quarterback to do that. So it's really just a question of what Sean wants to do. And I, but I don't think that going back to the Saints, like going back to the Saints and bringing Tom Brady with him is just more of what you saw at the end of Drew Brees' career. It's like, we want a Super Bowl and this is how we're going to get it. But it's not roster building. And the Saints aren't good because you go, you, the teams aren't good for a long time because they keep going all in, right? They're good when they build through the, through the draft. And so, I, I don't know. It's really just a question of whether Sean wants to build a team that way. But if that is the way he wants to build a team, he, there's nowhere better than Houston where you're going to have assets and a blank slate and an owner that's going to let you do whatever the hell you want. That's what I think about there, too. It's like, basically, I'm going to get out your way, Sean. Work your magic kind of thing. Yeah. I, and you, I trust kind of deal. Totally. Like, yeah, carte blanche. I can do whatever I want. Well, that's like Denver. They're basically saying, we're going to hire a GM, but you're going to answer to me. Like, <laughs> he's just a figurehead. Don't worry about him. <laughs> basically Dell Demps. But all right, let's wrap up that segment and we'll we'll get into the injury report coming up here. And then we're going to talk to Dave Spadaro, host of the Eagles Insider Podcast, to give us the lowdown on who CJ Gardner-Johnson's yelling out of practice these days. Oh, wait, nobody, because he's not there. Sorry, I love you. All right, stick around on Inside Flexible. 